Are you experiencing more stress than usual? Yeah, we thought so. That's why we invited Lynn Jonan, Ph.D., Clinical Director at Sierra Tucson, to be on the podcast. What exactly is stress, and what are some of the tools and techniques of coping? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. Hi, Shift Shapers. I hope everyone's staying safe while we wait out this corona apocalypse. Even though sales may have slowed, one thing we need to keep constant is learning. We have to be ready when we get to the other side of this craziness. To help our community do that, Andy Neary and I are providing an absolutely free three-hour webinar packed with eight top speakers to help you do exactly that. For more information, click on the Major League Mindset logo at the top of the Shift Shapers online page or go to bit.ly forward slash MLM free webinar. Keep listening to this episode for more information. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're speaking with Lynn Joan and PhD. Lynn is Clinical Director at Sierra Tucson, and she has a lot of insight into stress. And as we're recording this, it happens to be March 20th, Friday, March 20th. We are in the middle or the first third or the second inning, if you prefer, of all of this craziness with the COVID-19 virus. And there's lots of stress on almost everybody for a variety of reasons. So we thought it'd be a great time to try to take some time and talk about stress, understand it, understand what the drivers are, and understand how we process that and how we can best survive all the stresses, not only from this crazy virus, but from life in general. And with that, welcome, Lynn. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. We appreciate it. So let's level set. What is stress? Well, if you ask anyone what stress is, they would say it's that very uncomfortable feeling where I'm worried about something and things are not going well and I don't like it. I don't like the way it feels. When we talk about stress, I think it's very important when we're looking at how we're managing this pandemic or how we're managing daily stress, it's very important that we seek out scientific information. Information that is based in science can be demystified and used by all of us to understand what's going on without watching the news, for instance, that takes that information and might add conjecture and fear to it. So it's really important to look at what is stress at its most basic scientific level. And stress is biologically, organismically, it is anything that requires the body to adapt. So we have a basic stress response, stress adaptation response. It's also called the survival response. It's also called the fight or flight response. Stress or a stressor is something that comes into perception it could be an emotion. It could be something physical like a trip and fall or a virus. It could be something nutritional, something spiritual, something in the environment that comes into perception and initiates a neurological, 
biochemical or hormonal response. This is an automatic response. So the brain perceives, hey, this isn't right. Something's not right here. And then the brain, the neurological system, tells the hormonal system, which is chemical messengers, to send out chemical signals to adapt to this stress. And so that's why when we have, a, we can all think of, a, of an emotional stressful instance. That's why when you have that happen to you, your stomach might flutter, your heart might might beat more quickly, you might, you know, temporarily be unable to think straight. It's because your brain is telling your body, hey, let's put all that stuff to the side right now. We're going to release adrenaline, which is going to tell all the other body systems to get ready for this stressor. And what the hormone adrenaline does in the short term, and in the long term, it's cortisol. These are the stress hormones, is send signals to the rest of the body like, hey, let's. Uh, we don't need to worry about immune function quite so much right now. We don't need to worry about digestion quite so much right now. There's a threat going on. Let's get all the blood to the big muscles and get ready to freeze or, f- or flee or fight and, and deal with this thing that's happening, this stressor. Other things that happen during the stress response, so in addition to having immune function suppressed and digestive function suppressed, we have reproductive function suppressed. And this is all happening hormonally. These are messages that are going out saying, let's focus all of our energy on getting through this situation. Interestingly, higher level cognitive functioning is suppressed. So we become much less able to think clearly, to be more mindful and planful, to be more thoughtful and exercise good judgment when we're under a lot of stress. So when we have stress, this is what's happening in the body. And I think it's very, very important to acknowledge this is a beautiful system. This is a survival response. This response is sending up red flags that keep us here as a species. It's also important to say, okay, wait a minute. This reaction, I'm feeling my stomach, you know, I'm not feeling well, I'm tense, my heart's beating fast, I'm flush, my hands are sweating, this doesn't feel good, what's going on? Take a look at the signals that your stress response system is sending you, and then get it into perspective and manage it. Well, that's the key, isn't it? It sounds like this is the same old lizard brain, so to speak, that we talked about, the amygdala doing its thing almost autonomically. And then the, the, the problem is then cognitively, how do we manage it? Is that kind of the things we ought to focus on? Is, is What are the things we need to do to manage the stress? Right. We have many ways to manage it. And yes, our autonomic nervous system has not changed <laughs> over time. So we are dealing with the same lizard brain, automatic, autonomic nervous system response. So there are many ways we can manage it. I think one of the best ways to manage it is to understand exactly what is happening. So when you can put it in perspective and you can say, thank you, nervous system. I appreciate you sending up the warning signals. I'm going to manage this now. And cognitively, yes, we can go in and say, you know what? Is this really that big a deal? Is my life really threatened right now? And you can, you can use thinking, you can use behaviors to sort of override that response that may have been pretty severe and it doesn't need to be so severe. So a reality check with yourself. Is this something that I need to worry about? Is my life actually at risk? You know, how much of a threat is this and do I need this full response? 
And I think that's really relevant to what we're all dealing with now culturally with this pandemic. And that's why it's so important to stick with solid scientific sources like the CDC and the World Health Organization and get the straight information so you can get it in, in perspective and not get caught on that wave of stress. So what are the effects of stress? I mean, what, what happens when we have this kind of a response? Well, the immediate effects that I mentioned, including, so basically the immediate effects are that hormones send messages to focus on survival factors rather than keeping our body in balance. So all the energy goes to survival. It goes away from immune function. It goes away from digestion. It goes away from reproduction. It goes away from higher level cognitive thinking. If we don't get a handle on it and recognize what's happening and mitigate that stress, it can accumulate. And over time, we see a prolonged imbalance in hormones. And that's why people who have prolonged stress are more more vulnerable to opportunistic illnesses, virus and bacteria. We are more vulnerable to digestive dysfunction, you know, top to bottom from GERD to IBS and things like that. We are more susceptible to having difficulty with reproduction because the hormone messages are focused on survival and not in balance. And so the effects of stress over time are, first of all, that it does accumulate. So if you are coming in to one situation with pre-existing stressors, they do pile up, they accumulate and they make you increasing, they can make you increasingly more vulnerable to the ill effects of stress, which tend to be more illness with lower immune function, more digestive problems, reproductive difficulties, difficulties with higher level cognitive thinking, including emotional regulation. And we also see an increase in fear with prolonged stress because these things don't feel good. And we tend to get more afraid. We worry more. We don't feel we have control or know how to get back to homeostasis. And so that's why I think one of the most important things we can do when we want to decrease the the impact of stress is take a really good look at our perspective and our sense of control. And now an important announcement. On Wednesday, April 8th, we're giving away three hours of the best speakers in our industry to help expand your thinking so you'll be ready when we get to the other side of this COVID-19 virus. That's right, giving away, as in absolutely free. No selling, just learning. Former Army Ranger Jeremiah Salvin will help you to develop a bad mother mindset. Jess Waltman explains the election possibilities and their impact on your business. Seth Denson will explain personal branding. Top coach Ryan Miller talks about selling in the future. And Lester Morales will help you learn how to go up against the big boys and win. Kareem Kate explores how we can sell anywhere and do business from any place. I'll be talking about how to shape an effective message. And Andy will tie it all together with his segment on mechanics. Everybody remembers Rahm Emanuel saying, we should never let a serious crisis go to waste. But... Very few remember the second sentence. He said it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. So make this serious crisis work for you. Get more info on the ShiftShapersOnline.com website. Just click the Major League Mindset logo at the top or go to bit.ly 
forward slash MLM free webinar. That's bit.ly forward slash MLM free webinar to register. And now back to our interview. So a couple of questions before we talk about how we can manage stress. First question, is some stress good? Yes, most people are walking around with too much stress. However, some stress can be good because if we get a little bit of that, you know, adrenaline circulating, if we have, we have things, we have positive stressors, big positive events in one's life, the, the birth of a child or, you know, a commitment ceremony or things like that, they activate that response. They bring us up a little bit and they, they do tell the body to, you know, oh, this is unusual. We're dealing with something that's a little out of the ordinary. And so we get a little bit of adrenaline and what it does, and it does this every time, it, it sharpens our focus. In the case of negative stress, it tends to sharpen our focus against threat at the exclusion of other things. But it does have, you know, when stress is good, if you're at work and you have a big project or a presentation, a little bit of adrenaline can help sharpen your, your thinking and focus. So it can be good. Well, some people are better at dealing with stress than others. What's the difference person to person? Is it just how much stress they generally carry with them? Or is it chemical or organic or hereditary? So it is all of the above. We do come into life with certain stress chemicals that that can begin to um, load in our nervous systems to different degrees in utero. So yes, I don't know if that's necessarily genetic, but it is inherited. And then we have cumulative life experiences. If someone has many life experiences where they don't feel, for example, if you don't feel parental love or you don't feel support, that's going to be unnerving to the nervous system. And you may have this low-grade stress response imbalance. And then, you know, that person may go to school and experience bullying. They may go to school and experience a wonderful teacher who they connect with. And so we have cumulative life experiences that feed into the degree to which our autonomic nervous system is responding to the stressors. So we have different levels of stress that way. And sometimes it's personality, it's experiences, it's inherited, and sometimes it's a habit. We might after an event or after a thought, we might develop a worry habit. And worries and fears tend to perpetuate the stress response. So why do some people handle it better than others? So I want to first talk about perception. Stressful events are stressful because the individual perceives them that way. So with all of my background and my inherited things and my experiences, I could experience an event like getting fired from my job as very, very stressful. My colleague who has the same position may get fired from her job and she's able to handle it much better. She doesn't perceive it as a loss. She doesn't perceive it the same way I do. So we have to look at how people perceive stress. That's at the front end. So some people can handle it better just by changing their perceptions and their cognitions around what is stressful and what is not. Sometimes moving perspective from fear-based to trust-based helps. 
sometimes looking from the small picture to the big picture helps. We can work with our perspective so that the stressor doesn't get in as stressful in the first place. So I guess the question is, how do you handle this? Are there techniques? Can you learn? Are people just, some people are just doomed to be better or worse at it? Well, that's the beautiful thing about understanding the science behind the stress response. When you understand what is happening in the body and how the activation of the nervous and hormonal systems are actually working to protect you, you can then understand, hey, wait a minute. I can interfere with this stress response. I can use interventions like breathing exercises and mindfulness. I can change my thinking. I can interfere and get the message to my nervous system. Even though the stress response is automatic, I know that I can work to get the message to my nervous system that everything's okay. We're actually not under as much threat as you thought nervous system. Thank you for your help. I appreciate you wonderful hormones, but we really don't need to worry about this as much. And there are many ways we can get in and do that. We can, you know, when people talk about breathing exercises, the reason people talk about moving the breath from the chest down to the abdomen or doing diaphragmatic breathing is because diaphragmatic breathing is inconsistent with the stress response. So you can go in intentionally and control the stress response by saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to move my breath down here and the the nervous system gets the signal. Meditation and mindfulness are so popular because they ask that we focus on the present moment at the exclusion of future worries and past regrets, right? So if you're focused on the present moment, it really doesn't have any kind of negative quality. It's just, it is you are in the moment. And as you do that, you know, every moment you can take when in mindfulness sends a signal to the nervous system, oh, there's no fear there at this moment. Okay. And so you can actually manipulate those stress hormones with thinking, with breathing, with movement. You know, when you're stressed, your body tends to be tight and tense. And if you can turn on some music, even better, if you can dance to it and sing to it, you're sending a signal to your body, hey, everything's all right. This is groovy. We don't have to be tense. And so we do have the ability to go in and control the stress response and activate the resting and recovery response. How important, generally speaking, is spiritual health? I mean, that's part of it, right? Because there's all kinds of different healths. Yes. Spiritual health is a very important aspect of health. If we don't consider spiritual health along with physical, emotional, environmental, nutritional health, we're not getting the whole picture. And we have stressors. It doesn't really matter what area the stressor comes from. If we have someone who says, well, I'm not, I'm not spiritual. I don't believe in God. And so I don't need to tend to that part of my life, which, you know, beliefs are, are one thing. Ignoring that whole aspect of health, you're missing the opportunity to catch those stressors coming in, causing this stress response. And so you can eat all the right foods. You can do all the right things physically and emotionally and still wonder why you can't get your handle on your stress. And so when we think about spiritual health, we are thinking about a sense of faith and trust in something larger than oneself. This could be God. 
This could be Mother Nature. This could be the divine. This could be human beings. We need to have the sense that we are connected to something larger than ourselves. Spiritual health also includes a sense of meaning and a sense of purpose in life. And spiritual health also includes creativity. And one of the ways that we can get in touch with our spiritual life is getting creative, picking up something that we used to do or that we regularly do that under stress we may have forgotten about, something that where we feel like we're in flow, like we lose track of time. That's so good for the nervous system. You're sending a signal that everything is okay. I'm safe. Prayer is a wonderful way to manage stress and feel that connection creativity, looking at your values, looking at your sense of meaning and purpose in life, and maybe talking to someone seeking support when you need help sorting that out. So when I say somewhat jokingly to folks that sitting down and playing the piano for an hour is my health insurance, maybe that's Uh not so joking. That's a wonderful way to support your immune system, to take care of your health. Keep it up. We've got about a minute or two left. I suspect that by the time this airs, we'll still be messing around with this COVID-19 pandemic. Any words of advice to folks about how to cope? I mean, some people are already getting cabin fever after a week. Some people are kind of taking it in stride. Are there a couple of things, key things that people should think about? One of the things I like the most is to shift the focus from social distancing to physical distancing. Let's do social connection. There are so many platforms and programs and who are really stepping up with ways that we can connect. There are movie services that are creating new capability to watch movies in our own homes and chat with each other as we're doing that. There are supportive services that are educational services that are offering free resilience kits. There are online exercise platforms that are offering free 60 to 90 day trials. I would say investigate, you know, get online, get connected and do two things. Get solid scientific information to satisfy your need to know what's going on and limit that. Limit that to maybe five, five, 10 minutes a day, whether it's watching television, you know, information source or online, and then focus on ways that you can connect and, and get creative and move your body and do these things and focus on social connection. Yes, we need to physically distance. That's, that's what we're advised to do, but we do not have to be disconnected. And that's a great place to end our conversation for today. Lynn Jonan, Clinical Director at Sierra Tucson. Lynn, thank you so much for the advice and for the background. We do hope you come back and visit with us again. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. 